Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Linebreaker Sports, the podcast, episode four. I'm Game Day Greg alongside Benny Buckets. We have an exciting show for you today. We get to talk about the Super Bowl. Uh, what a classic that was. Uh, we'll, we'll dive deep into it. We'll get into everything you could have possibly bet on um, the color of the Gatorade, the length of the national anthem. Uh, we'll get into all of that. Uh, we'll get also have our soccer talk uh, this evening, folks where Benny Buckets will actually be joining in on the soccer talk. He'll be giving actually some information that you may not get with me. Uh, I don't know what information that he's referring to, but I guess if you want real soccer information, we'll go to Benny Buckets. But uh, yeah, I guess we'll start there. Benny Buckets, how are you doing today, sir? I, I am good. It's uh, it's an exciting time of year. Uh, you know, there's there's soccer abound. We got, we got Champions League. We got Europa League. We've got Premier League. We've got... Uh, Europe Conference League action, La Liga, so, La, La Liga, Liga, Bundesliga, yeah. German Bundesliga, uh, the Dutch Bundesliga. It's it's all kinds of good soccer stuff going on. So we're excited for that, of course. Uh, and NBA All Star Weekend, which somehow went from a weekend to a whole week. Uh, I don't think they're coming back till Thursday. Must be a load management, load management there with the All Star Weekend. So. That's right. Lamelo was pretty shocked that it was nine days. He thought it was four in yeah. post game interview. It and used to be. It used to be. It used to be. They came back on Tuesday for a TNT. Uh, you know, they do the TNT after the after the um, after the NFL Thursday night football is over. TNT gets two games a week uh, to make right. up for the first part of the year where they are not doing games on Thursdays because of the NFL, and then. Uh, March Madness, they missed out on about three or four Thursdays as well to cover the NCAA tournament. So uh, so they do twice a week for a period of time in the second half of the season. But uh, so that's that's interesting. It's exciting. Uh, you know, always, uh, always interesting. This year, they'll be drafting the teams uh, right before the draft. So uh, right before the game, rather, excuse me. So in the past, they've done it on inside the NBA. This year, they're doing it actually on site. So that'll be a, a new wrinkle for the NBA. Uh, and, you know, we're just, you know, coming up here, I, I think pretty soon here we'll have some baseball, Major League Baseball coming back, pitchers and catchers reported. Uh, most places either Monday or Tuesday. So we'll have a preview show uh, soon for you guys. Yeah. So it's uh, it's an overall interesting time of year and the weather's starting to get a little bit warmer here in the in the desert southwest. So. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Let's get into it. The Super Bowl. Super Bowl 57. Oh, my goodness. What a what a game! First of all, I mean, first of all, we knew we had the script, folks. We we knew the Chiefs were winning. We told you the Chiefs were winning. The the Eagles did not make sense. It's their second year head coach, Nick Sirianni. None of the players have been in this position. I think they only had five players, six players from the 2016 team. Um, it it, it just did not make sense why the Chiefs were not favorites and. Like I said, I, th- I thought it was going to be a touchdown for touchdown battle. Uh, I thought they were going to trade touchdowns and it was going to be the last team who had the ball won the game. And that's kind of what it turned out to be. Um, granted, there were some turnovers, some costly mistakes by the Eagles. But yeah, Ben, I'm curious to get your insights on the game. We, we were right. We were on the right side. We had the Chiefs. We had the over. We were. We were on the right side. Um, had to get lucky to get there. Uh, as I told you, better guys, be lucky than good. Better be lucky than good. It is in 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 the in the sometimes in the sports prognostication business is usually better to be lucky than good. Uh, but the uh, the Chiefs played well. Uh, I thought the Eagles had opportunities to put them away. Uh, you kind of referenced the really only one turnover. I mean, there were other kind of crucial plays there, but the one turnover there with uh, with Jalen Hurts and the fumble. Right. Certainly was uh, was was difficult and uh, kind of changed momentum. Momentum. Uh, other people are saying, "Well, the Eagles were still up by ten. Yeah, they were still up by ten. But had that not happened, more than likely they would have been up by seventeen or more because uh, they could have come down and scored on that position. Chiefs weren't stopping anything at that point, right? It would have been a fourteen point swing, or even if they didn't score and they gave the ball back to the Chiefs on their own twenty. Could have been a seven point, you know, or whatever in their own deep in the Chiefs' own territory. Could have been a fifth, you know, a seven point swing. So, uh, I have a hard time believing that the Chiefs would have come back from seventeen down at half. But um, ten is much more manageable, even though it's still two scores. But give them credit. Uh, I was obviously I was rooting for the Eagles, uh, even though I thought they would they would in fact lose because I had 
some uh, some futures money on the Eagles, but um, but credit to the Chiefs. Um, I think the bottom line here where this game was decided is that the Eagles' defense, we all knew that the Chiefs' offense was, I would say, more consistent. I don't necessarily say more explosive, but they had the best receiving threat in the game and they had the better quarterback. So what it really came down to, would the Eagles be able to stop the Chiefs' uh, offense going forward? And the answer to that really outside of the first quarter was no. And if it came down to a game where the defenses weren't really a factor, it was just a shootout, you had to favor the Chiefs. Chiefs are used to this type of game. Uh, the Eagles have pretty much steamrolled everyone in the playoffs. Uh, you know, they played the Giants. You don't have the firepower. And then obviously the 49ers had, had injury issues at quarterback. So they didn't have to put up a ton of points. And what, even though they did put up points in the games they played, they were never under pressure to try and match scores with another team. So you got to give the uh, the Chiefs a lot of credit, uh, begrudgingly give the Chiefs a lot of credit. Uh, I've been saying it really since – he won his first Super Bowl. I, I believe, and I and I and I continue to say it, despite the the calls from other other cities and other franchises about their quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback, and it is my belief uh, to add on to that. Given our conversation from last week about uh, he who shall not be nameless, who is supposedly going to be a thirty-five million dollar Fox TV color analyst. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to go down as a better overall player than 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 that particular individual, in my opinion. So, uh, still a long way to go. Still a long way to go, but <laughs> okay, uh, off to a good start. Certainly, more talent and more natural ability. I don't necessarily think he's he's got the uh, the same understanding necessarily of defenses as 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 that particular person. You shall not be named, but uh, certainly more raw ability and talent. Um, and similarly making a lot of the players on his team better. And the number one example, and I'll hand it over to you after this deep analysis here, Game Day. This is deep analysis. We have now compared Tom Brady to Lord Voldemort. All right. <laughs> so, so I'm not a Harry Potter fan, but I'll take. Your, I, I did take ask about the it. Super Bowl here, and we got the Tom Brady and Lord, Lord Voldemort. <laughs> That's okay. I, I, I'll say this about Mahomes. You know, Travis Kelsey was considered a good tight end before Mahomes got there. Uh, he made a, I think he made a Pro Bowl or two, but he certainly was not on the level of being considered the greatest tight end of all time, and he was not putting up the kind of statistics with Alex Smith or uh, Matt Castle or anyone else who was there uh, in Kansas City prior to Mahomes. And you look at just his progression; uh, I'm sure there's there's certainly innately some of that is on him as well, and it comes from his 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 great work ethic and ability. But obviously, a big part of that is from the, the person who's throwing him the ball and putting him in the position to, you know, to succeed. So um, that's just a kind of a microcosm of, I think, kind of how, how great Patrick Mahomes is. And it, it should be noted, and it's it's often overlooked, the team that traded the pick to the Kansas City Chiefs to acquire such a, what is now such a outstanding quarterback, was the, uh, the, the, the franchise that plays the only franchise that plays in New York State, the Buffalo Bills. That that should also be noted, but I, I digress. So I'll hand it over to you now. As usual, thanks. Uh, not much again. I'm filling yeah. in the holes here. Um, <laughs> uh, two points, I guess, on that to build off that. Patrick Mahomes could make Joe Kloppenstein look like uh, a Hall of Fame tight end. And if you don't know who Joe Kloppenstein is, folks, he was released and picked up by the Bills and the Rams 17 times in one offseason. Uh, he was a reserve tight end back, I want to say, 2010, 2011, 2012, somewhere in that time. Uh, but, yeah, Patrick Mahomes can make anyone look good. Uh, yes, I agree. Travis Kelsey wasn't the caliber player he is now, but you could tell that. Patrick Mahomes just lifts anybody up. Uh, so that's one. Secondly, very nice job. Uh, we're not going to be able to have Tom Brady on the podcast in the future because you have compared him to Lord Voldemort. We shall not name his name. 
Uh, so that's unfortunate. We can't team up with the Let's Go podcast, but that's all right. Uh, plenty of opportunity, plenty of other opportunities. Let's let's not try to close, uh, burn those bridges there, uh, Benny buckets, <laughs> Benny buckets burning bridges, four Bs. <laughs> we have try to avoid here on Line Breakers. But Benny Benny buckets Brooklyn bridges with with Mikhail Bridges, maybe Mikhail Bridges. I like that, yes. I like that better. Yes, forty five points there the other night. That's for the, unbelievable for the Brooklyn Nets against a very good defensive team in the Miami Heat. May I? May I? Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, that's very true. We're, we're steering away from Super Bowl talk, but that's okay. Yeah, that's what we yeah. do. Uh, we'll, we'll get into this, a little bit of basketball, maybe, uh, okay. if we have some time. The prop sheets. Uh, we gave you guys 20 picks from covers.com. Ben had a problem with the sheets from the very beginning. He had at least three or four <laughs> objections within the first six or seven questions. But we got we got through it. It was one of the longer episodes because this sheet took so long. Uh, but Benny Buckets did win. He went nine and eleven. So <laughs> one person clapping in a hollow room. And <laughs> I went eight and twelve. So uh, yeah, thank you for the claps. I, I don't even know if they got on camera. <laughs> the claps didn't get on because your microphone isn't hooked up. That's pretty funny. So Ben is just if you could just picture Benny Buckets clapping in a room with nobody being able to listen to him. That's wow. Okay. All right. We've gotten into the uh <laughs> oh boy. All right. We're not even a half an hour in and we're both dying laughing. Yeah, exactly. All right. That's, so, that's yeah, the goal. So that's prop sheets, 9, 11, 8, and 12. I'm not reading the questions again. You can listen to the third episode uh to get the questions and our answers there. All right, the halftime show. You said you didn't watch this. Now, now Did I'm not. curious as to why. Rihanna is one of the more uh, uh, I, I didn't watch last singers we've yeah. ever had here. Yeah, I didn't watch it last. I don't. I don't. I don't care. I just doesn't do anything for me. I. I yeah. I, if, if 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 Rihanna was you know performing on my back porch, I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch it either. So it, it, right. it, it's not her. It's just I did. Yeah, I couple- very little interest. I'm I'm trying to figure things out for the game. I'm probably trying to figure out if I'm going to do any live betting, uh, uh betting. I'm, I'm not really, uh, I'm not really, I don't, well, I mean, see, I with the yang, I, with the yin comes the yang here, folks, because yeah. as Benny Buckets is looking up the live lines, looking up, uh, uh, player props, it's probably thinking looking, more about, you know, it, it, you know, Serie A the, soccer in Italy. That's right. The, 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 the which blade, which, which way the blades of grass are going that, uh, Beautiful field, by the way. <laughs> Two years, eight hundred thousand dollars later, and you can't get anyone standing up for more than ten seconds. Uh, you have to roll it out every single day to get it sunlight. Yet uh, it, it probably would have been better playing an ice rink. So, um, yeah, great job, Arizona. Uh, uh, that's I'm, more. I'm of the, gonna say Arizona. That's more of the NFL than Arizona. I don't think Arizona had anything to do with. Uh, the, field. the field was in Arizona, so. Uh. <laughs> Hey, at, 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 at least there's a Super Bowl in Arizona. I don't. I don't think. You, I don't think you guys can. Get, I don't think you guys can get the. Uh, you know the the what the the flying J wheelie bowl in Mississippi. Yes, so. you could. Yes, I was gonna say you couldn't even get uh, uh, the the Red Raiders, the Red Rovers versus the the Green Rovers in soccer. We couldn't even make it into a soccer field. So I see that, but that's okay. We we would have done better than what you guys did. That's probably, okay. probably. Uh, there would have been about four thousand people there to, to view it because I don't think there's a venue large enough to host a Super Bowl in Mississippi, but that's okay. Well, there is. You just a lot of open land. You, if you just start building stands, Ole Miss, what, right? What is Ole Miss Stadium? Ole Miss, yeah, they have a very uh, Alabama. It's probably the biggest college stadium, but that's not in Mississippi. Well, no, it's within yeah. driving distance. That's true. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know how we got there. Uh, all right, halftime show with the grass. That's how we got there. The grass, uh, the yeah. grass. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how we got to the grass because we were talking about the halftime show. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. Yeah. So I have yin to the yang. Yes. So if Benny Buckets is giving you the live lines, the the up to date stats, the, the 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 projections. He's even looking into next year's futures, folks. At halftime, <laughs> I'm watching the halftime show. I'm going to give you some analysis here. Uh, I was very impressed at the stage setup. It's it looked like they were dancing on floating iPhones. Uh, Rihanna wow. being that high up as she was pregnant, by the way, she did not announce her second pregnancy until after the 
show. So, of course, it puts every guy in an awkward position watching with their significant others or another female um, asking if she's pregnant or not. We're not supposed to do that until they say it. Um, But every guy. Quite ambitious. I think that's what second time she's pregnant in less than a year. So quite ambitious. That's right. That's that's right. That's ambitious is the word there. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I everyone was wondering at the entire time uh, if she was pregnant. Um, but she, no, she came out with her old hits. She still sounded like Rihanna. She slayed it. Uh, her outfit was red, very very red. I don't cardinal know. red, man. It's a cardinal. Cardinal red. Cardinal okay. red. Okay. Okay. I did notice that she was wearing a a, a jacket. Looks like it was made for somebody who lived in you know. In, in International Falls, Minnesota, and it was 75 degrees out. So that that was... I think that's, that's what they probably... call fashion nowadays. Uh, apparently, it's something to do with fashion. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. I, know. Interesting. I know. I wonder what they yeah. wear in Minnesota. I, I didn't realize I didn't, I didn't. realize dehydration and overly perspiring was part of fashion, but what do I know about that? So. Hey, just ask Russell Westbrook. You ever see some of his outfits at the uh, post-game interviews? Not Russell Westbrook. Who's the? Uh, it's Westbrook. No, it's the uh, Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma with a large Westbrook has a. I, I would I would put Westbrook's wardrobe up against Kuzma's wardrobe any day of the week here. Kuzma with the with the hoodie that's about eight times bigger than the sweatshirt itself. So with the hood. So that's right. That's, that's right. And they have those hats now that are ten times the, yes, the size of the normal large, hats. Yes. Yeah, they fit my head. Uh, which is perfect. Size finally, eight head. You and Bruce Bochy have got finally the, uh, found the, something. The, yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, that was the halftime show. Uh, there were white Oompa Loopas that looked like they were running out. Uh, they all had their arms out and they were running at the same time and all bouncing up and down. It looked like just a was, army was of... Willy Wonka or Johnny Depp there to? Uh, to uh, I guess to, Rihanna's to... Willy Wonka in that scenario. If the Oompa oh. Loopas are running out to her, oh, I don't know. Okay, we'll have to get. Uh, listener advice on that uh yeah let's see commercials were there any commercials that stuck out to you i'm trying to think uh i think everyone liked the dog one right the, the yeah the that was pet or uh, yeah that was i think that was the the consensus winner i thought most of them were awful i thought the worst one was the blue moon course light miller light just absolutely I it's don't understand awful. how just these God, just how God these awful. companies pay seven million dollars for this spot and come up so off. I think the idea is to make it so bad you won't forget it. I honestly think that's the idea. Um, yeah, I mean, any exposure is good. Exposure Tony for them. Tony Romo being involved in in uh, Michelob Ultra commercials. I don't know why. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't pay Tony Romo. I wouldn't want Tony Romo endorsing my product. I mean, I think that he's pretty much universally disliked isn't it at least in my lifetime the most disliked analyst in, of football maybe since joe theisman um but that that was like 15 20 years ago so joe buck probably gave him a run for his money on that one i think most people like joe buck but well i think most people think he's a good announcer they may not like him as a person maybe they aikman not, i don't might, know yeah i like I, aikman aikman's very acquired i feel like aikman is if you, Aikman if, sounds like he's had six cores before the actual broadcast. So here's a guy making a football play on the football field. That was who was that? Oh, who do you remember? All right, here we go. Uh, Benny Bucket's memory here. Week. Oh, I don't remember what week it was. It was Bills Patriots last matchup. Who, who was the commentator? Was it Nance and Romo? That was Nance and Romo. Yeah, they'll get the DeMar Hamlin game after DeMar. Yeah, it was Nance and Romo. Yeah, Romo was talking about football players making football plays in the football field. Uh, so that, that I consider, a, I compare that to a Aikman, Aikmanism, uh, I guess. That's a, that's, yeah. a word, that's a word salad that, that one of the high-ranking uh, U.S. government officials would be proud of, I think. So I'll reference who that that's, is. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I do believe. Uh, no, I think Aikman is very blunt. And he can come off as uh, he can come off as is just not, not you know he made that comment, uh, right? I think the second week about about uh, I, I don't want to get it wrong, but it was a controversial comment about about females and women and something like that about crying. I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but he I know he made a controversial comment that got a lot of attention. I mean, not that anything's going to happen to him because. Unless he does, you know, unless he does something really egregious, he's got a huge contract, and he is—he uh, just started ESPN. So, but um, 
Yeah, I, I just don't get the Romo infatuation. He's not a good. It's not that he's not good. It's that he he just doesn't he doesn't have a he's just not self aware. He's completely oblivious to what's going on around. He started out great, did he not? He did. He was but, calling every play pre snap. He was calling he every formation. It, it seemed he, like he was re, like reading the plays. He did, but, then, but I I think what happened is his ego got the best of him, and or I think the people around him maybe kind of pumped him up a bit, and he just overwhelms the broadcast. He's really hard. Like I I'll be honest, I literally the thing that probably the most annoyed I ever got watching a game. And this is obviously personal because it was a Bills game. Every single throw on Thanksgiving that they did against the Lions, they did the CBS did the game. Every single throw that you missed, you blame it on Josh Allen's elbow. You know, it's like, mm. there's no, it's it's impossible to think, you know, it's like, it's impossible to think he can miss a throw because he's not human. Every single right. throw was, was injury related. Sure. And it's just such a lack of awareness and understanding and, you know, he's just, you know, it's just bloviating. So I, I honestly, I turned the sound off. What was I the word the you just used? What was the word you just oh, used? Bloviating. The bloviate. What, what, is, what is, give us the definition, the uh, Webster's definition, I'll have, please. I'll have to look up the Webster's definition, but let's see here. I'm going to add that word to my word of day. Okay. Talk, talk at length, especially in an inflated or empty way. So Bloviating. B-L-O-V-I-A-T-E. Very nice. Loviate. So just had to point that out. When a good word pops up, I'm gonna we're gonna highlight it. Very good. Yes. So uh, <laughs> so but anyway, but he did start off well. I just think it's uh, I think he's gone too far in a different direction. And he I think I think he cuts Nance off. I'm sure Nance doesn't protect I'm I'm sure I'll put it this way. I'm sure Nance would prefer if Phil Sims was back in the booth with him and Tony Romo was. Oh, uh, I don't know, Jim. I don't know, Jim. <laughs> Oh, is he gonna go? Here we go. I don't know. Oh, we have you a punnier, Jim? Or you think you go? Oh, I think I would go for it, Jim. They've only got two minutes left in the game. They don't get here. That could be the end of the season. And and here, here it goes, Tony. We, we we should do final two minutes of a we should pull up a final two minutes of a game that uh any game and just pretend to be them. I'll be Jim and you can be Tony. Oh all thanks. Right. Thanks for that. I all I have all I have to do to be Jim Rance is here we go, here we go, Tony. All right, here, here's the play. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe it. He'll, I don't believe it. He'll, Davis. He'll call it for you. Yeah, what do you call him? Play uh Playoff game, uh, playoff game, playoff Play- game, playoff yeah. game. I was thinking postseason game, but yeah, playoff game. I don't know if there's anyone like him, Jim. <laughs> I can't stop doing. I can't stop doing Romo now. I mean, uh, he's not. He, yeah, I guess I don't know. It, he kind of reminds me a little bit of, um, who is it? I'm trying to think now. Is it, who's the? I guess it's like. I. It kind of reminds me of. Of Kevin Harlan or 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 Reggie okay, Miller. Okay, I was going to ask another announcer. Or, oh, yeah, okay. Kevin Harlan or Reggie Miller. Where literally everyone's the best and everything's great, and the, that guy's the best. You've never seen anything like right. it. It's, yeah, you, you never see anything like it. But you said you never see anything like it nine times in the course of a you know exactly twenty four minutes of game time. So it, it just doesn't make any sense. But be that as it may, I mean, he's not going anywhere. I mean, there, I, is I don't he all, pre- is he the all time worst analyst? In all no, sports? he's good. He's not. That, that's the problem. It would be a lot easier if he was just bad. He's not bad. It's just that he overwhelms the game, and he doesn't have a good context of when to basically let the game breathe and let Nance do his job. Right. Just over. It's almost like Romo would be better off doing his own thing, where he was the only one. He was calling the plays. He was like, he's just he can't share the booth with somebody else. He could when he started. I think he he realized his role, and then he kind of got all this adulation and positive reviews um, from the media, from fans, what have you. And I think it just, I think like I think most people would do this naturally. It gets to your head, and you think you know, and you kind of get pumped up, and then you can't take a step back. The Romo, if you listen, Romo from from when he first got in, I think in 27, 2016, 2017, whenever that was with CBS. You look listen to him then, a game that he did then, and the game that he does now, it's completely different. So. I don't yeah. think he's the worst, uh, but you know, I, I I personally think Aikman's the best. But I can see why people wouldn't like Aikman because he's too he's too negative. 
or he's too blunt. I could, you know, that doesn't generally translate well with a lot of people. So, but okay. But anyway, cool. Moving off of that. Yeah, that was great. Uh, We just ran with that. That's cool. Uh, the only other thing I had on the Super Bowl was the Eagles holding call. Oh. Do we call do we call that in that scenario? A late fourth quarter? I, I think game altering game altering decision. I think in the moment I you didn't like it. And then they actually showed I mean it, it depends on how you want to handle it. In the moment, no, it wasn't great. But if you look at some of the still photos that were taken, it was a clear fact, hold. It was, it was a clear hold. And holding, and, by and he had the jersey. So, so on Fox when they showed the replay, they didn't. I mean, and and they didn't have time to. Right, there was still a game in process, in progress going on. But they didn't show necessarily a grab of the jersey. They they showed him. They showed Bradbury having a hand on Juju Smith Schuster, which I don't think is a hold. But then if you look at the still shots, and there's a still shot I saw yesterday where he has a fistful of the jersey, then you have right. to call it. But you have to. Um, and some people were saying uncomfortable, but that's a different. Fo- it's a different uh, penalty, folks. Uh, pass interference. interference, but they don't call that anyway anymore. I mean, they used to call that right. fifteen, twenty years ago on occasion. That I, I, I can't remember. It, it's very seldom that they will say a ball is uncatchable. Therefore, the the penalty is uh, not able to be called. But with the dance, uh, folks, if you're wondering what the silence is, Benny Bucket's screen is going. Club Disco again, Club 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 Walsh, Club uh, Club Buckets again. Where you, it is uh, going from green to me to him to green to me to him, and it just does not make sense. We have we have tried to uh, we have, we believe we have it is less frequent than it was last time, but we we believe doesn't we make it better. Had, unfortunately, we believe we've had a fix, but we'd have to restart the uh, the device here and, and I've yes. not done that yet so our, our IT guys on it <laughs> uh, on the scene uh, working on it folks what did Fire you think at- of the call do you like the call yeah I'll get to the call in a minute oh, okay. uh, so just give folks a little context it's Thursday evening we're recording this it's Friday oh my gosh Friday wow I guess when you don't have a <laughs> I guess when you're not working, uh, whatever. Uh, so Tiger's birdie putt right now uh, on seven here at the second round of the Genesis Invitational. 36 feet away, breaking right to left, and unfortunately he just leaves it short on the amateur side. Uh, so he's still minus two. No, he dropped it. He dropped a oh. stroke on the last hole on the six. Uh, he dropped. Oh, a stroke. He, he, he had a he had a bogey. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so he is now one under, tied for 39th, heading into the 17th hole at the second round of the Genesis Invitational here at Riviera Country Club. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy Tiger's in it. It's, it's great, to see him, great to see him back. Big crowd for him. Uh, they showed a Tiger crowd as opposed to a Phil crowd with the Live Tour, and there was maybe three people at the Live Tour crowd, and Phil was in shorts golfing, and t- <laughs> there's mounds and mounds of people with uh, Tiger here. So pretty cool. The Lyft Tour, by the way, folks, uh, next week will be on the CW. It'll be their first uh oh, first some semi-mainstream uh televised broadcast there. I think last year they were on YouTube. And uh so they yes. they, they were they were in the same spot that uh that Linebreaker Sports was. They were on YouTube last year. They they yeah, they had a little bit more of a cash influx <laughs> uh than than we had. But uh <laughs> It's not about how you start. It's about where you go. You know, it's how, <laughs> yes. it, it's about the journey. It's about getting to the destination um, and enjoying the journey along the way. Correct. So we'll see. Maybe they maybe they spent too much in the beginning, and maybe they'll flame out. Maybe, maybe. Well, I did see a report that Brooks Kepka regrets going uh, for whatever that's uh, worth. I, I, nobody regrets uh, listening to the Linebreaker Sports. That's right. I don't think he regrets it so much that he's going to give back his hundred million dollar signing bonus, but right. or whatever he got. But yeah, right. Yeah. So. No. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll just have to see in five years where uh, live golf tour is compared to linebacker sports. So, That's uh, right. I'll I'll write that down. I'll write that down. Five years from now, we'll, episode uh, one thousand seventy six. We'll yes. talk about. We will be talking about that. So we'll live golf. Okay. Fair live enough. Golf versus All right. Cool. That's All right. pretty much super Super Bowl talk. That's that was pretty good. And other things assorted that came up during the conversation. I will say this. I, I, I know we talked about basketball, but I want to touch on one thing there, if you don't mind there, game day. 
Uh, are we are we getting into basketball talk now? Is that I, I have this one thought. It's, we can, okay. we can, if okay. you want to expand onto other things, that's sure. fine too. But sure. um, of in terms yours. of the Kevin Durant trade, I believe, and I said this um, on our last episode, breaking down the NBA trade trade line. Maybe that was two episodes ago. Whatever that. No, it was last episode. Excuse last me. episode. Yeah. Last episode. Um, I believe that the Brooklyn Nets actually won that deal. Um, and I also believe that within the next two seasons, Mikhail Bridges is going to be is going to be widely regarded as one of the top ten two way players in the game. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be the top ten offensive player, but he's already a top five, uh, and some might even say top three defensive player. Certainly for for non big men, I would say he's he's right up there with Marcus Smart. Uh, you know, they're guys, big guys who are who are you know Rudy Gobert. Rob Williams, um, you know, and the like, who are considered better from from that standpoint, um, but the, they they play a different type of role. But Bridges can cover the point guard really through the power forward on any team. Um, and his his shot, if you look at his shooting percentages and you just look at the kind of fluidity of his shot uh, and his mechanics, it's so improved from where he was two two or three years ago, or really when he came to the league about five years ago. So I think that the Brooklyn Nets. Well, the, while the Suns may win a championship, and they fr- frankly should win a championship with the amount of talent they have um, on their you know on their starting lineup, I believe the Nets uh, in the long run, uh, as long as they keep him and and he stays healthy, which has not been a problem, he's yet to miss a game in his NBA career, um, which is unbelievably impressive given the, the the era of load management we're in. I believe that the Nets will won that will will have won that trade. Um, based on him alone, let alone four first-round picks, an additional pick swap, and Cam Johnson. Uh, I think that was a fantastic trade by the Nets. Yeah, uh, that's music to my father's ears. He's going to be happy listening to that, and he agrees, and I agree as well. I Listen, when you get four first-round picks in those type of pieces, for someone who's going to be in the league for another three years, maybe. Or no, three I, years, I, three, I, no, three years in his prime. Three years in his prime. Okay, so not – Three yeah. years in his prime, maybe. Well, we don't uh, know that because LeBron right. is in his prime and he's 38, and Durant's only 34. I'm not saying he's well, LeBron, but I mean. Right. Historically speaking, maybe another three years. Fair enough. For, like you said, all these pick swaps, all these first-round picks that are – some are unprotected, some are. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure the breakdown of that. No, they're all, unpro- they're all unprotected. They're all unprotected except for the pick swap. Okay. Yeah, they're okay. all. Um, I'll I'll so, double check that, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty that, sure they're all. I'm almost positive they're all unprotected. That's they're a good start for a team that's going to be rebuilding. I I don't even need. It doesn't need to even be a full rebuild now. They they have pieces in place that they are good enough to probably get the five seed, six seed in the East. Yeah, it's prob- no, for probably sure. what's going to boil out. Knicks are probably going to be a, a spot ahead of them, and that's not being that's not being a homer. It's just is what it is. The Knicks have more talent on their roster than the Nets do um, currently, and that showed when they played one another. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I agree. This Nets team is on the up and up. My dad, uh, my father, texted me last night wondering if he could sew the bottom of his Durant jersey to be a shopping bag. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, that's kind of where he was at, but no, I I think it was a good trade overall for the Nets and the Suns kind of had to do that, or they at least stated from the beginning, they wanted to new owner. Um, I think his name's Matt Ishiba, right? Is that right? Yeah. Matt Ishbia. Ishbia. He played for Michigan state. He did. He was a walk on at Michigan state. He was on that 2000 team that won the national championship with Mateen Cleaves. He wanted to start out with a bang and he got it. I mean, Kevin Durant yeah. can't ask for much better. Than no, that. Listen, I think that I I think the Suns had to do it as well because I don't necessarily think with the current way they were constructed or with the way they were constructed with with Bridges and Johnson that they were that they had enough superstar talent to compete with Golden State's Milwaukee and Boston in the world. So I think this definitely puts them in the short term um, in a position to compete. Um, for a championship, I'm not disputing that. I'm not saying you know Durant's still a great player, and I I'm I'm in the camp that Durant is still a top two, top three player in the in the sport if he's healthy. I mean, health Agreed. has always been the concern, Agreed. at least in recent years since the Achilles injury. Um, 
to to kind of piggyback, yes, the four first round picks, 2023, 25, 27, uh, and 29 are the first round picks, all unprotected. And then you have a 2028 uh, pick swap. So you you would assume that the 23 and 25 picks are not going to be great picks um, just because Phoenix should be very good. So there would be lower picks. But 27 and 29, and then you get a pick swap in 28. Anything past 26 is going to be probably um, a, a more comparable pick, assuming that you know Durant's either no longer on the team. Um, you would not necessarily expect them to be competing for championships when Durant's 38 or 39, if he's still on the team. And I think his contract only runs through his age 37 season. But um, I just think it's a great move. And I, I give – you know, everyone was criticizing Brooklyn, and I guess right, rightfully so. Um, they kind of let – Kyrie and KD uh, call a lot of the shots uh, or at least reportedly call a lot of the shots. But I just think it's a, it's just, I think that, I think the team, I think it's more of a team now, you know, you, you don't have guys that are just um, placating to the superstars. You guys, you have a buy-in and you have a, an equality factor. And you have the head coach. And you have a, I, I like Jock Vaughn. I think Jock Vaughn. Uh, yeah. I think That's exactly Jock what they a, need. Yeah. I think Jock Vaughn's a good head coach. I think he he wasn't a superstar player himself. I think he's going to be able to relate to the team better. Um, and I think it's going to be a really uh, a fierce uh, – and they're not going to be an easy out. You know, the, if you just look – you know, you look at the Nets from a, their starting play – you know, their starting lineup perspective, they have a lot of length, right? A lot I of mean, length. A lot yeah. of length. You know, Bridges has got a seven-foot-one one wingspan. Cam Johnson's got – a six ten plus you know wingspan Claxton seven plus Claxton seven plus um, Finney Smith six eleven Finney Finney Smith Dinwiddie's a good a really good two way player much better defender than Kyrie Irving is um, I do wish they would get a point a, a point a point guard I wish they just a solidified point guard they they need someone to just you don't like Dinwiddie no, he, no I I, I like him in terms of scoring he's a fantastic shooting guard fine I'll put him as a shooting guard not a point guard he's not a he, he won't give you five plus assists a game. Last game, I think he had three assists. You can't have that out of your starting. I mean, you can't. Camp Camp Thomas could play that role, but he's more of a, a coming scorer. off the bench. He's more of and a he, score first he, guy too. Yeah, exactly. So um, if they get a real point, but they guard got in there, good shooter. I mean, Joe Harris coming off the bench. Wantanabe is want yeah. Wantanabe forty seven percent. Mills is at a down year, but yeah, Mills perennially has been a good shooter. They've got a lot of like Seth Curry. They've got a lot of good shooters too. I, I think I feel like the combination. Like I, I saw their odds. They're plus one, one. They're plus twelve thousand or one twenty to one to win the championship. Now, I'm not saying they're going to, and highly unlikely they will, but they're going to be in the playoffs. They're, they most more than likely are going to avoid the playing game or the playing scenario. I mean, and they've got good lane and they can shoot the ball. I, that's not a bad. That's not a bad bet if you you know again right. it's a small bet, but that's worth a flyer. That's worth ten bucks or fifteen yeah. twenty bucks on them because. You know, with that kind of shooting and with the, you know, with kind of the unpredictability of the playoffs with injuries, um, you know, might not be a terrible idea. And and they, like I said, they they do the two most important things well when it comes to playoff basketball. They defend well, and they it's have length on the defense. They rebound well. They have all those guys. Cam Johnson's a good rebounder. Bridges is a good rebounder. Uh, Dinwiddie's actually a pretty good rebounder. Finney Smith's a good rebounder. Claxton's a great rebounder. Um, and they shoot the three well. All those guys that I mentioned, Cam Johnson's a good three-point shooter. Bridges is improving, not as good as Cam Johnson, but a better three-point shooter. Dinwiddie can shoot the three. Finney Smith's okay. Wantanabe, Harris are re- are both great. You know, that's kind of their specialty. So I feel like the Nets are actually a pretty good play um, from an overall perspective. And I think long-term, more so than just this year, I think long-term, they're going to have a lot of cap flexibility. Um, Bridges is on a great contract. He just signed a four-year extension with with Phoenix last year at about 20 million, 20 or 23 million a year, which relatively speaking is a, is a great deal. Uh, so I like, I like what Brooklyn's doing. Um, but anyway, my, my thoughts yeah, on no, that. But, no, I agree. That's great. Brooklyn that talk. And I'm sure some of our listeners are going to be very appreciative of that. Um, so yeah, that, that was great. All right. Do we want to just, all right, let's get into soccer talk. Ah, we're launching into soccer talk. Yes. Soccer talk everyone's favorite segment we're going to do things a little different this week we're going to start off by letting benny buckets take over the segment because he actually has some legitimate soccer points that he wants to bring up and rightfully so 
and plus I did not watch a game this week. So we don't uh, have full we don't have full game analysis from game day, Greg, but we do have probably a minute worth of soccer talk. So we'll actually keep sure. to the segment when it comes to me, but the floor is yours. Go ahead, sir. Very good. Thank you, sir. So uh, I've been, you know, I've been watching a lot of the soccer. You like I kind of referenced in the open. Oh, I will uh, hold on before oh. we you get into it. I will preface that Benny Buckets has been in quite the heater with his system play that he has for soccer. Uh, he is he has been seeing the ball very, very, very well, folks. He he, he sees the ball better than some of the players on the on the actual pitch. So uh, there, that's the proper introduction. Go ahead. Thank you, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um. So you got a lot going on right now in soccer. You've got you got the Champions League. So that is for for those of you who are, who, are, who may not be uh, aware, what that is is the 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 best teams in terms of standings, the regular the regular season things from all the domestic leagues: your Premier League, your Italian Serie A, your German Bundesliga, your Dutch Bundesliga. Uh, you got La Liga in Spain. You've got your Dutch Le- Bundesliga. You got Ligue okay. One in France and a, and a whole host of others, you know, from, from Israel to Moldova, uh, all the top teams. And each 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 individual domestic league gets a different amount of teams in the in the in the um in the Champions League based on how good the league is, based on rating points. And I don't want to get in all that well, you know, technical stuff, but that's basically how the league works. So you're really the best of the best competing against each other. You know, like yesterday or two days ago, you had AC Milan playing um, in the Champions League, as an example. Um, and I'll tell you right now, they are one of the top teams in Italy. Last year, they won the Italia Serie A. So, um, and that's kind of you know that's kind of the idea. That's the format of it. Um, likewise, you have Europe, the Europa League, which are kind of the second tier teams in each league, then compete in something. That's called the Europa League, less prestigious, but also all all throughout Europe. So um, you got a lot of good stuff going on. And I like to personally, you know, I've noticed, especially in the top level teams, they all play very good defensively. Or most of them play really well defensively. So what you want to do is you want to look at um, potentially uh, some some plays on the under on these games. So you're going to go under – you know, the, the most typical line, it can vary a bit, but generally most games, I'd say 90% plus or two and a half goals. Now, oftentimes you do, if you want to take the under, you do have to lay some odds. Um, but by taking the under, you only lose on three. You only lose if they score three goals collectively in the game or more, both teams. So I like taking the under. Um, again, it, it's very hard to score. You have offside calls um that the clock happen, never stops that happen that happen commonly you have the clock never stopping uh and generally speaking game day greg is correct unlike the world cup where literally every second of injury time was added on to extra time because there was like there were there were games that in 10 11 minutes of added time just for one half in the second half that doesn't so soccer done right yes yeah, yeah, soccer, soccer done, done right, right. <laughs> that doesn't happen in these domestic leagues okay a five minute injury might get about, you know, a minute and 10 seconds of extra or, you know, a minute and a half credit of extra time in a given half. Total. Right. Total. Yeah. Total. So that basically shrinks the game down from a 90 minute game to an 86 minute game or an 86 and a half minute game. Um, so really you have an advantage because of that. And there's always stoppages. There's always, there's, there's free kicks, there's corner kicks, there's injuries, there's uh, there's goal celebrations, there's offsides, there's players going over and protesting when they get a yellow card for a bad foul or a bad challenge. So really, you're really not dealing with a 90-minute game. You're dealing with something less than because the time that's added on for extra time or stoppage time does not add up to what has actually gone by and gone off the books with all these stoppages going on during the game. Um, so I like the under. And what I what I like to do is I like to look at the individual teams, and I like to see what their trend is. What's their trend? How many games for the whole year in their in their domestic league have they played to the over? How many games have they played to the under two and a half? And you can really kind of piece things out um, to figure out a way. So I don't bet on every game. I don't bet every game under two and a half blindly. Some leagues, I'll give you an example, the Bundesliga, the German Bundesliga, clarify, 60-plus percent of their games go over two and a half goals. So the game's played differently. There's hmm. not as much of an emphasis on defense, and the teams aren't as sound defensively. And there's that much sounds more fun. 
This book, yeah, you would you would probably like it. It's on ESPN Plus. Have yourself a ball. There's some irony in that. Uh, yeah. Watching the German so, Bundesliga. There the we German go. the German Bundesliga, as opposed to the Premier League, where only about forty eight percent of the games this season have gone over two and a half goals, or the French League One, where only forty five percent of the games have gone over. Um, so really, it's picking your spots and understanding what's going on. The reason you hedge is because there are going to be times that something fluky happens, goal scored, there's penalties given incorrectly, you know, a goalie misplays a ball, you know, a header, uh, you know, a, there's an own goal where somebody's make, you know, taking a corner kick and it goes off the defenders, you know, the inside of their in, inside of their cleat or the inside of their left boot and it goes past the goalie and the goalie wasn't expecting he's expecting the ball to go this way and it deflected go it went a different way just like in hockey other deflections although they're a lot less common uh i would say in goals in soccer so by doing by by hedging you typically get if you if you do exactly three goals it'll vary a little bit depending on the game but you'll get about plus 300 so what that means is you bet 20 you, you bet we'll use simple math you bet 10 bucks to win four, to win the 40 with a 30 dollar profit so plus 300 is just three times your bet as your profit and then your payout is your original bet plus your profit equals your, your total um, your total payout. So if you do that, really what you can do is you can bet, let's say, 100, let's say it's minus 130. I'll give you a perfect example. I'll give you a, an applicable example here. So the Premier League this weekend, um, let me get to the soccer page here app. So the Premier League this weekend, I like Everton at Leeds or Leeds United at Everton. I like under the two and a half. Both these teams are are have been recently under that under that threshold in most of their matches. You're laying minus one twenty five. So let's just say you want to win hundred bucks. So you bet one hundred twenty five under two and a half goals to win hundred. Okay. So then what you do is you hedge it with exactly three goals, which is plus three hundred five right now. So you maybe bet 20 bucks to win plus 305. So you're going to win 60, $61 essentially in order, excuse me, you're going to win $61 in order to, uh, or $63, excuse me, $63 to hedge this. And if you, if it hits three goals, instead of losing 125, you only lose 60. And if it hits your, if it hits your, under two, if it's under two and a half goals, it's one goal, two goals, zero goals. You win your hundred. You win your hundred minus your twenty. Your twenty bucks. So you still win eighty. So you're you're giving up less. You are you are hedging, which is not always necessarily a great strategy. But you're you're kind of minimizing your risk a little bit. And you're taking some variance out of it. So that's why I like doing it. It's been a relatively su- successful play. You typically want to take games where the payout under two and a half is minus money. If it's plus money on the payout for under two and a half, Vegas knows what's going on. Uh, and generally speaking, it's because it's going to go over. So you want to find specific games, but you also want to trend it out. You want to trend out the season, and you also want to trend out recent recent games or recent fixtures these teams have played in. So with that all being said, a couple of plays I like this weekend. I like, as I said, Everton and Leeds United under the two and a half. That's minus 125. Um. That's the only one I like right now in the Premier League this particular weekend. So we'll uh, we'll go with that. But I like a lot in Italia Serie A this this week. There's a lot of good value um, in Serie A this week. So as an example, this is a big number, but both teams have played a lot of unders recently. So I like I like Bologna at Sampdoria tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, under two and a half minus 159. So it's a big number, but um, I do like it based on the the two teams that are playing in the match and their recent results. Also, like Monza home against AC Milan. Milan is a, an over team for the year, but if you look at their last four or five domestically matches, they've all gone under or they've gone at three. So they're they're either under. I think they're four zero and one. So they're four under, zero over, and one that's been three exactly minus one twenty four. And Monza does not score a lot, and they don't typically give up a lot. Also, these higher-powered teams, for whatever reason, there's a much bigger psychological advantage 
in the away side, in, in, in home field advantage, if you were, home stadium advantage, than in the um than in the uh than than then say you know basketball or NFL football. So these these high powered or really good teams, these elite teams don't tend to score as much on the road. So I like the under in that game as well. And then the last one I'm going to give you guys here is going to be on uh, Sunday. Roma is at home against Hellas Verona. Um, Roma is the better side, but Roma doesn't typically score very much. They don't concede very much. And Hellas Verona also does not score very much. They don't typically concede very much. So I like the under two and a half there, minus 139. So there are a couple plays for you. Um, the soccer, um, there's a lot to choose from. You can get involved in the Champions You can get involved in Europa League. Those are the best of the best teams. So a lot of times, especially now in the playoff structure where they play each a leg at home and a leg away um, to determine who's going to move on to the quarterfinals, a lot of times you can get really good value there as well on some of these totals. But um, for my money, um, it's harder to bet the sides because you have three potential outcomes on a standard bet um, when you're betting on soccer because you could have the home team winning, the away team winning, or you could have a draw. And if you don't, if, if you bet one of the two teams and it's a draw, you still lose your money. You still, you know, you still lose your bet. It's not a, it's not a push. So um, that's just kind of my, my thought process as to what, you know, why, why I like betting soccer totals um, it is a little nerve wracking. You know, it's more fun to bet overs. That's why the public generally does bet overs in most sports, football, basketball, baseball, um, but there's value in unders if you're willing to do something a little bit different, a little bit unconventional. So, Very nice. Thank you, Benny Buckets, for the analysis. That was 11 minutes there. I, I timed it because I, I was curious as to how long this was going to take. Um, and that we're, we're very happy of the analysis. That was, that was a fantastic breakdown. I do want to just clear some things up for the listeners who may have an elementary level of understanding of soccer, like myself. When you say when you say you're hedging the games, you're hedging all of the games beforehand, or are you Correct. hedging during the game when you feel there could potentially be three goals? You could do both. I have done both in the past, but generally speaking, you're hedging before the game. Because let's say you're not going to get the same value. Let's say there's this is an example um, in this Monza AC Milan game tomorrow morning. Let's say that you bet on three. Let's say you don't bet. Let's say you just take the under. And there's already, let's say there's two goals at halftime. It's 1-1 at halftime. The price you're going to get on exactly three goals when you're betting it live maybe is going to be plus 130, plus 140. Had you done it before the game, it's plus 310. So you could always add more. I mean, you could always put on an additional, let's say you bet 20 bucks on the hedge at the beginning of the game. You could always add another 10 if you wanted to. But I personally like hedging before the game. Um, okay. Just because your payout is going to be better if – if it's, you know, and if it's not likely to hit, well, you're going to win anyway. Like it's almost, you have to, you can't, you almost don't, you shouldn't think of it as, I mean, it is hedging, but you shouldn't think of it as that way. You should think of it. This is my bet. And this is what I know. I'm, this is what I'm risking to, 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 Correct. Yeah. to know what I'm right. risking to win. Right. Um, you can't and, think of it as two different bets. You got, you got to think of it combined. You got to think of it almost combined. Exactly. Now you are laying more odds by that token. You're laying more money for, for, for the same payout. Right, because you're hedging. You know, if you win your bet, you're not going to get paid more because you hedged, because you're going to lose your hedge bet. So you are you are laying more of a price, but you're protecting. And the amount of games, especially the games I'm looking at, these are teams that have a track record and they have a history and their trends to support my thought process um, of why yeah. they're going to be under. Um, and the, and and the and the prospect or the percentages of them hitting four goals is just highly unlikely. And I'm willing to take that risk. Um, and I'm only I'm only betting or I'm only taking a position with funds that I can afford to lose. So um, that's my thought process. But yes, to answer your question in a more granular or in this case, a more detailed way, um, I do like uh, to do it pregame because you're going to get probably plus 300 as opposed to say plus 120, plus 130, plus 150, somewhere along those lines in game. Very nice. Okay. So just for the listeners, if you score a goal or two, you're winning your bet. 
Uh, if you score three, you're losing a little, and if you score four or more, basically you lose. You it lose all. both. You lose both sides. Um, correct. Yeah. So which zero, is very zero to soccer. zero to two is is a win. You're going to win your original bet. You're going to lose your hedge. Three, you're going to win your hedge. You're going to lose your original bet. Right. And, and four, four or more, you're going to lose both. Correct. Okay. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. That system has worked for him. He's going to keep continuing to ride that. And <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's good stuff. I, I hope the listeners are listening very closely and taking good notes because th- that could be something that could make them profitable. That could that could uh, take that could uh, get your honey to go out on a nice date. You, you, that's some good. Uh, that could be a date money for you folks. Uh, Benny, little, pro- little, provided little by money. Benny Buckets. Yes, little, little beer money, little beer money, and uh, that's right. What it also helps little- if you have all these streaming services. There are a multitude of streaming services there. Uh, I know as an example, Peacock uh, slash USA Network slash NBC, the NBC you know, universe of networks, if you will. They stream all the Premier League games. Most of them are on Peacock, but uh, which is paid. Subscription you have to pay for. But I, rec- I just yesterday, just because I was tired of figuring out the uh, logistics of trying to stream these games over the internet, I did sign up for Paramount Plus, which has all of the Champions League, Europa League, very good, Seria. So very nice. Uh, so more soccer, help. more soccer, more soccer, and then yes. ESPN Plus has some of the. Uh, they have some of the. They have all the FA Cup, EFL Cup, and they also have the English Championship that that Triple A league we've talked about before, uh, just yes. below the Premier League. So there, there's a lot of there's a bevy of choices out there. Very good, very good. Yeah, Benny Buckets isn't profitable until February, folks, because he needs uh, January's winnings to pay for all the subscriptions he uses for soccer. That's right. That's, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. February is when, when we start, but that's, that's it's, awesome. it's also when American football is over. So everyone's more profitable when that's over pretty much. So that's awesome. And I'm sure all of our international listeners are going to approve, approve of this past uh, 15 minutes here. So we thank you, Ben, for the, for the soccer talk. What, what is your soccer talk? You said you had a minute. Yes. So, yes. So I, I'll add a minute. This is actually going to be closer to a minute soccer talk because like I said before, I was unfortunately not able to watch a soccer game. I know. Boo-hoo. Um, this week. So I had to do, I had to get a little creative and I was watching sports center as I normally do every morning and top 10 pulls up and not top 10. So I have a little bit from both uh, this uh, week. I, I think I know the not top 10 you're going to reference, but go ahead. There are multiple not top 10s. Um, oh, okay. Okay. I, I don't have any specific one of reference. It's just more oh, of okay. the point, I guess. I'm but more general. To... Okay. Yes. So Dortmund versus Chelsea here in the top 10. I don't remember what day this was during the week, but this is number five. This is Dortmund... Tuesday. This is so Tuesday. Dor- so Dortmund won one nothing against Chelsea, which I was shocked. One nil. Wow. One nil. That's yeah. First thing when I wake up in the morning. That was the like, game we gave you, folks, on the daily plays. We gave you the under on that game on yes, Borussia, we did. Dortmund and Chelsea. Folks, we you did sh- give you that. If you're not following our Twitter account by now, I believe you shall. Uh, Linebreaker Sports Two is the Twitter handle. Uh, you can't miss us. Our mugs are on the uh, Twitter profile page there, along with our logo. But we give out our daily picks. I highly suggest you go ahead and uh, follow those. We've been on some streaks as of late. Um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, we'll, we'll post numbers at the end of the month, but I don't want to jinx anything. But it was Wednesday, looking, by the way. I just looked it up. It was Wednesday, Wednesday. Wednesday. Borussia Dortmund, Chelsea. But go ahead. Okay, we are looking. We are looking very good uh, for the month of February. So go ahead, give them a follow. Uh, turn on the notification bell every time we tweet. All right. Anyways, top ten, number five, Dortmund versus Chelsea. Uh, I I dare me at the sixty third minute. Uh, don't know if that's how you pronounce his name. However, he scored a goal. The only goal in the game. Fantastic goal, right? He ran from midfield all the way to the 18 box, whatever you want to call it. 18-yard box. That's correct. 18-yard box. Got that right. um, and, yeah, he put it in. It was a very, very impressive goal. However, that's not what I want to focus on. I want to focus on the celebration. And I know, folks, that I've said I've seen the most crazy athletic celebration I've ever seen with the first goal, but I take that back. Okay? That goal – what I was referring to was where the guy was sliding on both knees and jumped back up without using his hands. <laughs> that has nothing on this celebration. He was running, running now, or I would say jogging, not a walk. It was definitely a jog forward. He was jogging forward, and yet he did a backflip. 
Go ahead and explain that one to me. Your momentum's using moving forward, <laughs> but you're, you you jump so high, you could forego that momentum yet and twist your body to go backwards and land on your feet. It, it didn't make any sense to me. And that that right there was worth watching soccer. I mean, <laughs> I've never seen I've never seen anything like that. Um, I don't think I will see anything like that. Another thing to note in that game, there were 930 passes. 930 passes, 450 Dortmund passes to 480 Chelsea passes. 930 passes, and the score of the game is one nothing. There were 35 shots on goal. There were only 10 shots on net. So well, 35 shots, period, and then and then 10 only shots 10 on, on net on target. Right. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So who cares about those 25 other shots that go up into the fifth row of stands? <laughs> I'll tell <laughs> some, you what. Thing. Some innocent, you. innocent mother is checking her Facebook to see her new follower, and she gets <laughs> drilled with the soccer ball. <laughs> I'll tell you who should be. I'll tell you who should be paying attention. Some of these NFL teams who need kickers with bigger legs. That's who should be paying attention. That's true. That's that. That's very true. But you got to kick it within a certain uh, frame. Maybe there, within, maybe the, the Colts. Maybe the Colts could use a better punter than Matt Hawk. Just saying. You know. I mean. Who knows? But they're in a dome. You think any punter would do good there? But yeah. Uh, so, anyways, that was top ten. But then, of course, with the good in soccer comes the not so oh. good. And this is where we find Friday's version of Sports Center not top ten. Penny buckets. You want to guess how many plays of the not top ten were soccer? God, they were they were all from third. So there's Friday. Last for Friday. the whole week, for the whole week. So oh, Friday, a whole, oh, whole week. Okay. Friday is Sports Center, not top ten compilation picks from the whole week. I know one of them was a, a goalie misplay because I was watching that game live when it happened. That was Correct. Wolves and Crystal Palace, I believe. Crystal Palace and somebody, but the goalie went up. The goalie went up to yeah. catch the ball, and it went off his hands and went right to the Crystal Palace forward. He just. Headed into the net. That one I was watching live. That was a Premier League fixture. Um, I'm gonna guess ten. I'm gonna guess five, four, four. Very close. Four of the t- plays were not top ten plays, and three of the plays. Well, Ben referred to the one play that wasn't this this type of play, but three of them, their own player kicked it into their own goal. So. Yeah. <laughs> We're having more own goals than we are having normal goals. Uh, Which is why you got to take the under and then hedge for the own goals. You know Exactly. When you have <laughs> 930 passes but only 10 shots on net, that's alarming. That's it's is what it is. But, uh, yeah, that's soccer talk for you guys. I'm sorry it wasn't as in-depth as it usually is. Uh, I just had some things going on this week and couldn't get a full soccer game in because that was the next step. Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> You, so, you, made, you made 60 minutes last time. We're going to full, we're going to full 90. Well, 80, 80, 90 plus stoppage time. So 80, 90, 80, 91 80, and a half, 84 minutes of actual time plus stop of, of action time plus stoppage time. But yes, 90, yes. 90, it'll, 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 it'll come in. It probably be close to an actual time. It'll probably be uh, 15 minutes at the half. 90 minutes, an hour and 45 minutes, 15 minutes plus an hour and a half. That's an hour and 45. You're probably looking at about an hour and 55 minutes total. Of, of watching? Actual, of actual, but well, not 15 minutes for halftime, 90 minutes for the game plus your stoppage time. You're probably going to get about, you know, seven to 10 minutes total of stoppage time. And yet there's probably only 30 minutes of actual gameplay. So well, that's... It, Here's the thing: when you consider gameplay, like passing back, and I forth, consider like yes, the, I consider gameplay the ball being in the game of play. That is what I consider gameplay. <laughs> now, when the ball's not in said game of play, that is when I don't consider it part of the game. Yet soccer still does. So you're getting me upset already. I'm a, I didn't want to get few, talk, I didn't want to. I can't even put words together. Yeah, thirty actual minutes of gameplay, not an hour and fifty-five. An hour twenty minutes. I will be looking at my phone because when the ball's out of Are play, you give I'm a not... stopwatch every time it goes out of play. I should. Yeah, I should. I should. I, I did the one time. It was thirty five seconds for the corner kick, and <laughs> if you average ten of those a game, that's at least three hundred fifty seconds of corner kicks, and then 
throw-ins, there's at least 10 of those a game. <laughs> That's 700 seconds of useless time. And then uh, when, when the, oh man, why don't they have another soccer ball ready? <laughs> why is there one soccer Yesterday, ball? Yesterday there was two soccer balls on the pitch. They had to stop the game in order in the, uh, in the Juventus uh, nons game. There was... <laughs> well, I'm glad they could just never get one consistent ball on the field. When the ball goes out, why isn't there someone standing on the sideline? Oh, here you go. Here's a ball. And like in, fo- like in football, they have more balls. And th- is there something special about that soccer well, there's, ball? Well, there- there's 40 seconds in between. There's a 40-second play clock in the NFL. So they take a long time, too, to get the if, next if ball. If it's an play. incomplete pass, the clock stops. If there's an injury, the clock stops. If there's a timeout, the clock – I don't even think of timeout. Is there timeouts in soccer? No. Good. Uh, yeah, because the time the clock wouldn't stop if even if there was. So it doesn't make it. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. All right, I'm done. I'm done. That's it. That's the show. We're done. Goodbye. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, that <laughs> that'll do it for. Uh, <laughs> what a way to what a way to end it, folks. Uh, oh, episode yes. four, soccer talk as we normally do. I uh, hope you guys had as much fun listening as we did recording. Uh, we always have a lot of fun doing this. We really do it for us. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad you guys uh, seem to like it. So far, uh, that's going to do it for. Uh, do you have anything else you want to bring up? This show? That's it. Okay. Just, just, just uh, a lot of soccer plays, and that's right. Enjoy the weekend, folks, and uh, hopefully yep. we'll, uh, we'll 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 have prognosticated some winners here for you. That's so. right. And episode five will be next week. It'll be our baseball preview show. Uh, so something to look oh, forward okay. to there. It's a baseball but preview. Excellent. That's right. Uh, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Uh, turn on that little notification bell for Spotify, for Twitter. Uh, any and all support certainly helps. Um, and we've got some big things cooking up. So, yeah. Uh, happy you guys are following along uh, wherever you may be. Um, but, yeah, I hope you guys – we hope you guys have the fantastic weekend, fantastic week, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Sounds good. We'll talk to you then. Bye, folks. All right. See ya.